Hello, I'm Matt Bergman, and you are listening to the Punk Rock Libertarians podcast, episode 216. I'm here tonight with Alexa Schlegel. What's up, Matt? Lee Tark. Yo. Douglas Stanley. What's up, Doug? <laughs> yeah, I got all proper with you, dude. <laughs> yeah, stop and that. newcomer to the program, Dave Rogers. What's up? Yeah. Hell yeah, man. It, so, like, uh, I was getting, like, uh, like pretty desperate last night to find people on the podcast. So I, I did something I, I don't typically do. I just put it out there in the group to, just to see if anybody can make it to Baltimore. And awesome, man. Thanks thanks for replying, dude. Yeah. Hell yeah. I, I'm, uh, it's great to be here. If, uh, here in Anarchy Basement, dude. Yeah. Yeah. So what do you think of Anarchy Basement? It's uh, it's it's nice. Um, I, I've got my own anarchy basement in in Delaware because I have two kids under five and they just trash it. And, but you know, what's in your anarchy basement? Mostly kids' toys. Oh, okay. All right. <laughs> so, um, also, you know, I'd like to just uh, tell all the, the viewers out there that we now have a uh, Patreon and we do an after hours program. So, and if you want to gain access to that, you can contribute a minimum of $1 per month and you can help keep the lights on here in Anarchy Basement. And you also gain access to, uh, I guess we've probably done like 50, 60, 70 after hours so far, maybe. I'm, I'm not sure. It's, 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 been, uh, it's been quite a few. So there's that. That's something uh, new, you know. Also, number one topic for this week is probably the Alabama abortion bill. Ma abortions. Yeah. So, you know, basically, I, I think I can speak for everybody here when I say that you know everybody's feed, everybody's social media feed has just been you know constant abortion arguments. Yeah, I mean, I deleted Facebook's probably a good time. I deleted it off my phone, so I've missed out apparently. But it's pretty rampant out there, everybody. Like, yes, that's the, yeah. hot, that's the tri- yeah. everybody's triggered about it. I triggered some people, <laughs> dude. Alexis, you're off Facebook. How does that affect the pussy flow? Um, <laughs> not not much, not much. Okay, yeah, right. fucking yeah. grinders on point. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. So uh, I don't know, man. It's uh. It's, one of my friends pointed out, you know, I was, as I was scrolling through the feed, you know, like all these arguments about abortion the past week. I mean, have you talked to anybody who's like changed their mind? Pro, I don't know. I mean, what happened? What happened today? Like, I mean, well, I mean, I'm saying like you're reading all these arguments. I know you're not because you got yeah. rid of Facebook, but you know, do, do you think anybody's like actually like changed their mind or their position on abortion? I doubt it because it's all just like visceral shit. Like on Facebook, it's just two sides just arguing that some you know want the state to intervene either for or against. And my whole thing is move just, your mic up like two oh, inches. I got you. Yeah. yeah, there you go. Cool. Um, yeah, it's just it's just both sides are just arguing that the state should be involved. So and then. I think probably all of us in agree that the state shouldn't be involved if you want to, like I'm pro-life on an individual basis, but if that's what, you know, that whole my choice, my body, well then fucking fund it yourself or it should be funded through legit nonprofits, not fucking like yeah. subsidized through tax dollars. Yeah. So. I'm, I'm personally pro-life as, as well, you know, and I was politically pro-life for a long time and for quite some time I was even libertarian and politically pro-life. I think eventually I just got to the point where, 
you know, just the more I thought about it, to really be um, politically pro-life, every time a woman has a miscarriage, you you would have to have like, uh, you know, like a crime scene tape around her vagina <laughs> and, and like cops right. up in there, you know. And uh, I just think, you know, <laughs> yeah, I just think that that's like uh, a ridiculous idea. I've, I've just found that the, um, the, the when you say that, you know, life begins at conception, I mean, that just seems a very arbitrary point to, to place it, which, I mean, you know, if for all the religious people, it's like there's nothing in the Bible that says that, you know, life starts at conception and right you, you know, know am i committing an abortion every time i jack off into a paper towel you know <laughs> you, have to, you have to decide like you know how far you're going to take this you I'm know pretty sure i seen a meme the other day about people being charged for whacking off in the shower <laughs> really <laughs> yeah it, sure. it was it was I something it like said, i think it said flushing a million babies down the drain or something <laughs> yeah. oh man you step on those little jellyfish yeah, uh, it's kind but of yeah, yeah. I guess it's you know how far are you are you going to really take it? Um, I don't. You know, I, I guess uh, was anybody here really? You know, I guess we, we've all went over. Everybody here is politically pro-choice at least. And then uh, was anybody here like triggered by the Alabama law? I don't think it's a good law, but yeah. I mean, you know, I wouldn't say I triggered. That, right, right. And the idea mm. of their like super restrictive on cases of like fatherly and brotherly love with the sister and whatnot the incest and the rape and all that shit they're like nope you got you got knocked up by your brother you got to keep that shit well yeah and that was um that's shameful now like is it still legal to have an abortion if the mother's life is in danger (coughs) or not i don't think so i think it's like an extreme circumstance they have to like evaluate it with the doctor and if the doctor's wrong then the doctor can go to prison or something like that still how do you make that decision like your wife or your maybe kid like you always got to choose the 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 baby at that point you i mean it's basically at what point you know if if the if the mother's life is in danger they say that they're going to allow it for that but at what point do the the hardcore religious subset of the Appalachia political <laughs> machine come in and say, "No, no, no, no"? The, the 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 mother's lived her life; she's done. Well, you know, I, I'm sure other people probably saw this too, but I, I saw that even Pat Robertson said this was was a bad bill. Oh well, they signed. I, it. I believe he said something like wow. it was it was too extreme, and I, I think Pat Robertson, who's like. Well, wow. Okay, so what yeah. I'm what I'm guessing is what I'm guessing what what he means by that is probably that this bill is so extreme that it's going to be overturned by the Supreme Court and it's not going to pass, right? Oh. So, I, I mean, it kind of just makes you think this is all is just this all is just theater because like something like this would never really actually go through. Someone said it's like an yeah, attempt to go to like overturn Roe v. Wade or like review that again. Like to take it up to the Supreme Court. So maybe it's back in the maybe <coughs> it, it seems to me like you know Pat Robertson would get a, a huge boner to do that, but uh, it's, he doesn't think that this bill is going to be able to do that. It's insane that like a well, just from a like if you're looking at things from a constitutional perspective, that the Supreme Court made a, a ruling and that changed the law of the land for all the states. It's a state issue. If you're looking at it from a Tenth Amendment standpoint, it should be handled at the states. You know, at, at best, not a, so. It's like all these uh, people that are triggered, like the 
radical left that's like, oh my god, this is an outrage. Well, uh, okay, you move know, to another state. Okay, Go somewhere well, else. you know, I, I should point out, you know, because I don't ever want people to think that this is like a fucking right wing podcast. You know, no. I mean, I don't know what you guys think, but I don't, frankly, I don't really care. It's my podcast. <laughs> yeah. But uh, no, I, but I mean, I don't identify as right in any way, shape, or form. And you know, my wife was actually showing me like a bunch of uh, right wingers, like you know, congressmen, like politicians, like uh, shit that they were saying on Twitter. It was just like horrible stuff about uh, abortions and rape and uh, i i mean like I, I wish i had some of these to like read because i mean you, your jaw would drop that like politicians are getting away with with saying some of this stuff um I, I feel ridiculous bringing it up and not having the quotes but you know i just didn't prepare for that i, I apologize but yeah it, it's some crazy stuff and uh you know my buddy uh, Craig Shute. I don't know if you met him at Porkfest, Alexis, but no, uh, no. like I met him, him at Porkfest. He's he's an awesome dude. He, he's quite the character because he's he's a gay dude who's also a Christian. He's also like a pretty hardcore libertarian, and he's also pro life. So, um, but he provided some pretty excellent insight, you know. And he was just uh, pointing out that you know you've got these uh you know on one side you know you've got these these crazy politicians like uh, in these tweets you know just saying these like heinous things on, on the right and but then on the left you know you've got people like lena dunham who are like she just wants to have an abortion just to say that she had an abortion you know because she she <laughs> loves abortions and it, it's to me i mean like that's really disgusting yeah. but uh, i mean both sides of it are really disgusting yeah and it's it oh, seems like you know during all this facebook conversation no side will truly acknowledge the other you know yeah, like yes. like what they're really saying you know so you know like woman's body woman's choice like you know the right really won't really uh talk about that too much a- um and uh, you know the left won't just acknowledge like the, the, the really the question of where does life begin you know the whole hypocrisy um, instead I, I feel like both sides like demonize each other and the whole hypocrisy of like the well the radical or the, the right wingers is they're you know they're so pro life but yet their vast majority are pretty pro war you know they're, yeah yeah <laughs> it's like it's like we're only pro life when it comes to little bit ba- you know fetuses but when it comes to i don't know killing brown people over in the middle east we're all for it well you know and, um, and like another valid point too it's like uh you know a lot of those people that are like uh have boners for pro life it just doesn't seem like they do as much to help uh, mothers after they have the child who need help, you know? That's, no, they're on their own after that. Yeah, there's other... It's exactly. Like, if, you, if you're truly pro-life, then you should probably should be advocating for the state to get out of it, like the, or that the state should... Like, I brought, brought up the point, like, <laughs> I mean, I'm, I was Catholic, went to Catholic school, and it was the whole, like, oh, you're a moral... Like, we had this class my senior year, and it was called Apologetics. It was ridiculous. It was like basically defending the Catholicism. Um, But they basically were like, oh, Catholics are pro-life. But I just brought up the point like, well, isn't the fact that abortion is such a contentious issue is the fact because the state's involved that you're inadvertently Mm -hmm. being forced, coerced through taxation to fund something that's morally like against the 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 doctrine of the Catholic faith that, yeah. that you're more, yeah, this is morally wrong and you're forced to fund this, that it wouldn't be such a contentious issue if it wasn't funded through taxpayer dollars. Well, I, I think that's true for me. Cause you know, while I'm politically pro choice, you know, I'm personally pro life and it, it really like sickens me to think like any like tax dollars that are extorted for me go to pay for abortions, you know? Yeah. Or go to, go to pay for wars that I don't believe in wars that I believe are unjust. 
Um, The drug war, you know, housing uh, people who committed victimless, Mm nonviolent crimes. Putting people in a cage for yeah. owning a plant, right? Yeah. Exactly, exactly. Yeah, the, or, um, or firearms possession. You know, you, you've got to show me a victim before, you know, before there's uh, any sort of crime. And that's where, like, the morality—it's like selective morality amongst like those that are uh, pro-life um, in the right-wing camp. It's like this is selective morality. So it, it goes both ways, though. Like I've heard arguments to say, like I don't care if it's alive. <laughs> like easy, like Rachi. viruses are alive. Like. And you don't have a right to my body. You don't have a right to my organs, which probably. But then as soon as like I get taxed, that goes away. And you like somehow if you're pregnant, you're not you have no responsibility to this life inside of you. But then like I have responsibility to like pay for your college degree. Yeah. Like that's where like I don't and I don't necessarily like disagree with like dude I, I don't really know where i stand on the abortion side i keep shifting and that's why i'm politically pro-choice because it's so like i've got i've got friends that had like a a kid like real prematurely and um he he actually he said to me one time he goes i've heard my son's voice once because he's had a feeding tube in, in like his whole life and like he was just screaming in pain and then like like he passed away and like every like they loved the little dude and i think they valued every second they had with him but it to me it just looked really hard Mm, like and there's a lot of pain and i'm sure there's a lot of joy too but i also have friends that have had like they were pregnant and you know there was like a problem with the baby and they had you know next thing i know like they're trying to get pregnant again and like I don't want to ever have to make that choice. Like that's yeah. terrible. It should be amongst the exactly. And like who yeah. the fuck am I to make that choice yeah. for anybody else? Exactly. And that that's kind of where I, yeah I think this is crazy. That's one one thing you know I, I learned you know I have I have kids and learned about you know going through kids is you know just because the sperm and egg meet doesn't mean you have a baby you know and then I learned the statistics that like twenty percent of the time it doesn't work out so. I don't see how you can say, well, life begins if there's never any life, you know, and I don't know. It's just, I've always been more uh, scientific, you know, logical. Complicated issue, and therefore Mm -hmm. the state should not be involved because it clearly can't. And like it's clearly it's up to individuals. Um, yeah, I mean, to make that ultimate decision. You know, well, like I feel like it is a complicated issue. I mean, totally, I mean, exactly, it is. I mean, most people, I think, if we're being honest, I think like people are kind of split like fifty fifty on it. Wouldn't you think? I I think, um, I think there's um, the country's more liberal than it is conservative. So I would think more people are um, probably pro-choice, but. You know, there's definitely a lot of pro-life people out there. Do you guys think there's anything to, like, New York's bill and Virginia almost passing a bill for, like, really late-term abortions? Dude, that shit's like kind of sickening, Like man. a back... I, I agree. That is, that's, like, where it's, like, Jesus Christ. Do you think there's, like, blowback, kind of, to the Alabama bill coming? Um, it, That could be. It could be just political blowback where, you know, one extreme, you know, in, in New York, which is... To one opposite end yeah. of the spectrum, political spectrum, and then you have something like in Alabama where they're passing something ridiculous on the op- on the other end of the spectrum. Yeah, but 
Yeah, maybe. That's a that's a valid point, Lee. Who knows? That could I don't be, know. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. I think that sh- that that late. I don't know, man. That shit. I mean. Alex Jones is batshit crazy, <laughs> but uh, but I don't know. I listened to the Rogan podcast in its entirety when he was on, and he talked about like the sick the the fact that some of these late term abortion bills could be. I don't know. I don't want to go down those conspiracy roads, but <laughs> uh, it's very nefarious. Probably those that are involved or those passing um, you, you passing don't, legislation like that. You, you don't think the the world is run by shape shifting uh, lizard no, people? No, no. But I mean, I definitely. I don't know. I mean, you hear about. Uh, I don't know. I don't know if we want to get into well, all. Just like, as long that. as those shape shifting lizards aren't aborting their kids. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, you know. But uh, he no did stepping on your eggs. He did talk about that whole. Uh, you know the the bill that almost passed in Virginia, that late term abortion bill, and then also in New York, and he's saying you know it's like Planned Parenthood, you know, like that it's potential organ harvesting or or stem cell research, like advancing that, which is like I, I don't know. <laughs> I mean, it could be true, who knows? But that is the fact that states are passing like on on like these far ends of the spectrum. Some of these bills, it's just insane that the government's involved in these things. Dude, yeah. dude, Alexis, dude, What's it, up, it just down, it just downed, it just dawned on me that mm-hmm. this is like your first podcast on the sober wagon. Like, oh yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. I guess so, man. Probably yeah. in like a or, long time, right? Yeah, yeah, just you know, yeah, just smoking the ganj. That's it. You want a beer? <laughs> What's that? No, I'm good. Oh, man, you're not drinking anymore. <laughs> No, I'm just chilling. Yeah, just kind of taking yeah. a break. Uh, my yeah, my bad. I'm sorry. Yeah, I've done sorry. like uh, I've done like sober months in the past. I drink like okay. once every couple of weeks. <laughs> yeah, it's I, good, I like that. I mean, like for mental clarity and just kind of. Like, oh, it's great for mental clarity. I yeah. mean, everything just clears up. And you're like, wow, yeah, just it's awesome. But and it's like the problems that you have that they, they don't go away. But it's like gets easier. They don't. To deal they don't. With. Yeah, it gets easier. They, they don't seem so bad anymore. Yeah, it's yeah. like man, when I was drinking too much, all those problems they they just seemed like they were crushing me. And then like I was I was in the army and I drank way too much. Oh and, yeah, yeah, that'll like, do it. I was in the air force, so I think that's where I picked up a you know a binge drinking. Uh, you know, where it's like, yeah, go a week, but then weekends, fuck yeah. You know, it's, <laughs> you know, it's just, I don't know. I uh, get to a point where, like, I can't fucking do this anymore. I can't. Mm. Like, this isn't really working out too well. And in the army, they just every night of the week, you get drunk and yeah and then like jeez that, I, I didn't thank us for our service taxpayers you know I mean? like, <laughs> yes. we just you know we would just go to were you overseas at all dave or like, uh, yeah um actually after i got out of the the army i joined the georgia national guard and i got sent to iraq oh. while i was in the georgia national Jesus guard Christ. yeah and that sucked yeah i mean well i guess over there you can't really drink but man, i was in korea twice and it's just like mm. fucking drink fa- like that's you're, what people you're, do you're not su- you're not supposed to drink in iraq but i was always around the, the people who um didn't really believe in following authority as much yeah. and they they found that the alcohol the ways you know met up with like oh, there's, civilian there's contractors ways. yeah i was watching uh i don't think it i think we talked about it on the podcast a couple months ago like or maybe like a month or two ago, but apparently some uh, he's catching flack. He's being sued, but he, um, I guess the government is trying to sue him. But he was over in Afghanistan in like 2010, I guess when when Obama was ramping up. Uh, you know, I guess the, I think he deployed more Marine units there, and that's when they were ramping it up and going after the Taliban. And this guy, I guess, who was a correspondent, he was a Marine, but he filmed it and he filmed a lot more. But he he like copied everything he recorded while he was over there and it's just fucking insane like you have like marines that are just high as fuck like just blaze just like 
and just like what the fuck are we doing over there it's insane and then i'm looking back and i'm like fuck like i spent about a year and a half of my life over in korea just drinking like, it. are they yeah. high because they wanted to be high, or are they high because the government said, "Here's some happy time stuff." No, no. They, were getting into like, they were getting in some like hashish and just like fucking like. Well, yeah, it's real big over there. I mean, but this did like I forget. Uh, off the, I'll, I'll look it up. But it was a good documentary. But apparently, he's getting a lot of flack because they're trying to sue him because they're stating that well, you used government issued cameras and whatever to, and then he's film facing this. them. Yeah, but I mean, he's long since been out, so I don't know. But apparently, it, it's like making it's like it's an independent film, but I'll have wow. to look it up. I'll, I'll look it up and then drop it later. But anyways, so you know, earlier, um, buddy of mine, Dave Molyneux, he he sent me uh, in Facebook Messenger. He sent he sent me a link, and I, I click on it, and it's like uh, it's a place on like WhiteHouse.gov <laughs> where yeah. you can. Uh, you know, to sit on Donnie's lap, sit on Uncle Donnie's lap, <laughs> and tell him about um, how Mark Zuckerberg hurt you. Where did, like, where did he? <laughs> yeah, you, you can tell him about like how, how or why you were banned from social media, and, and apparently, um, it doesn't matter what side of the political spectrum you're on. Donald Trump wants to hear about it. You know, and then when, when I saw this, like, just immediately, I, I just thought like. Great. They're trying to fuck. They're trying to fuck with social media. Fuck no, dude. Fuck those bitches, dude. (laughs) I mean, I've been in Facebook jail countless times. You know, I I just actually just posted earlier. Like, uh, I was scrolling through my feed, and it was like two posts in a row were people that were just got hot off of uh, thirty day bans, announcing they're out of Facebook jail. (laughs) You know, so I I got a lot of friends who who are always getting thrown in Facebook jail for you know some stupid memes and shit. You know, I got a friend that. Was thrown in Facebook jail for like three months. Jesus, and, uh, he had some hard times. Yeah, <laughs> what he really? put up. Yeah, what, for, for me, it, it's. I think the longest has been thirty days. I've had a, a few of those. He came back and he just basically said, "F you to uh, Zuckerberg," and tagged him <laughs> right <laughs> on there. Well, I mean, Zuckerberg probably gets like a million tags a day. I, I doubt he notices yeah. any of them. You know, that friend of mine is crazy as hell. Though we used to, uh, he used to try to get me to in high school have a. Uh, competitions of who can hit their head on the sign the hardest <laughs> i never did it oh sure that's yeah. crazy <laughs> what was that? yeah but he did it almost knocked himself out once so he did three months in facebook oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah he was like i'm back finally well i heard on the radio i don't know if it's true or not i think i messaged matt about it but uh apparently i guess this all stems from the moss shooting which is fucking ridiculous, the fact that... So if you're posting something that goes against community standards live, so potentially there could be... Someone could be watching this in the... you know. And hey, let's not give people ideas, dude. Right. I'm let's not, not, I, I'm not trying idea. to have my, my next page get deleted. Too. But, uh, yeah, <laughs> I mean, I'm, saying, I'm sure like, it'll probably happen eventually. I'm sure this page will get deleted. It's just getting worse. It's just getting insane. But you're not going to... You're not going to send the... You know, uh, go on the... Whitehouse.gov there. And no, because no matter how bad social media is right now, just remember, after government sticks its dick in the mashed potatoes, <laughs> it, it can only get worse. Yeah, yeah that's for sure. It's, it's I, I guarantee you. Um, it, it might even start out as something like, oh, we're going to be you know less prone to ban people. But no, it, it's going to get worse. It's going to get much worse. And then uh, you'll just have government watching it like never before. It's like the healthcare 
that was you know that was self-regulated and it it, it sucked the um the, the insurance we had and but then you know you get obamacare and they you know get involved and it just gets worse prices go up the insurance still sucked really bad yep every year it got more expensive the choices are hospitals started charging yeah. hospital fees yeah, because now they had to separate out the hospital's money from the doctor's money. Yeah, admin fees. Admin fees. It's yeah. Insane. My uh, podiatrist, he like he retired super early, and because part of the Affordable Care Act stated that he has to digitalize all his medical records. Isn't it just digit digitize digitize yeah. digital yeah. to digital, digital, yeah digitize digitally <laughs> manipulate? Basically, he had to go. He had to all the records. And that would have required hiring probably a contractor or hiring two more employees. And he would have have, the amount of money he'd have to shell out to to do that to create exactly. He'd have to inflation. So he basically was like, "Well, I'm just going to retire." And and let's be honest, a podiatrist. Do you really need your patients' records? Like, oh my God, this is life threatening. He's huh. got a bunion. He's got they a history just of bunions. Make sure it's that a fucking dude's foot not doctor. just like loving feet and sniffing ladies' feet. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, they want to know he's taking notes. You, you know, uh, Kyle Wagner says the foot is the new vagina. That's, that's, <laughs> that's kind of kind of different. <laughs> oh man, Kyle's not here to. But anyway. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, it's crazy. That's just, why I call him my boy. <laughs> but just, that, it's just insane, like how much when government gets involved, who, it makes things worse and drives who, up the cost. And just Jesus Christ, imagine who, if they get involved in social media. Who's sitting in the the Kyle seat? Uh, you are. You are, man. You got, oh, the, uh, okay. you got the lumbar You're sitting in the Kyle there. seat, dude. Are, are you getting wood now? <laughs> uh, <laughs> oh my gosh, nah. Kyle sat here. <laughs> my, my status hero. <laughs> Okay, okay, because so many, so many people come on the podcast and they're like, uh, "Oh, I like that Kyle Wagner guy," you know. Um, and I like Kyle Wagner too, you know. I got to admit, he says it's right next to me. So, uh, but yeah, yeah, Kyle is fucking cool. But uh, yeah, so many people, even some people, even come on the podcast and I'd be like, "Hey, you, you want a podcast on Sunday?" And I'd be like, "Will Kyle be there?" <laughs> no, I didn't say that. Kyle's awesome. <laughs> I was just like, "That's cool. Let's do it." <laughs> Yeah, that's my biggest problem with Facebook. Speaking of Kyle Wagner, no, I'm just kidding. But like, for real, like, stuff that they could do with an email, they're trying to pass laws about. Like, come regulate me, and it's really because people are talking about competition. Probably, like, there's there's some apps that are like not catching on yet. But the more they like ban Candace Owens, and like, it's it's getting crazy. You see how they were they were talking about uh, uh, taxing texts like in california yes all that yeah it's pretty fucking insane but i mean really they'll tax anything you know how is that how is that more insane than any other tax you know like everything is fucking taxed yeah but it's it's so stupid because there's so many other things like if i use whatsapp are they still going to try and tax that too or is it just regular tax or it's it's just it's just a, a i mean you know, I don't. I don't think most laws are good, but it's an especially stupid law. <laughs> yeah, and, and there's a lot of those, and the prisons are, <laughs> are filled with people who broke really stupid laws. <laughs> yeah, Facebook's yeah. in this weird spot where they like pretend that they're just like a platform, but like 
you can take down Craigslist because Craigslist is responsible for what people post. Or you could sue like a newspaper be or a you know, online news article for like slander or something like that. But Facebook was like in this they're pretending <laughs> but they're pretending that they're both like depending on the situation and getting away with it. And then they're like calling for regulations. Uh, that's where I'm. I'm like right there with you because I thought that sounded pretty cool when I first saw it, and uh, until I thought about it a little bit. Well, you thought what was cool? How you could complain about the yeah, censorship yeah, yeah. to the president? Yeah, for a second, and yeah. then I thought about <laughs> it more, and I was like, "This is fucking dumb, dude." But Matt could go down to the White House, man. <laughs> be great. You can sit there now. You know, be in a press conference. You know, on, on second thought, maybe I will type one of those up <laughs> j- just to be like. Totally ridiculous. <laughs> you should, man. I don't know. What but, if you go down there? What if you're invited to the White House? Oh, that would be so hilarious, man. Be great, man. What if I got uh, Donald Trump down here in Anarchy Basement, dude? dude what if he bought <laughs> you cheeseburgers? He's, he's not that far away, dude. <laughs> yeah, maybe he could get us Top some Papa John's. Yeah. <laughs> 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 oh, man. But uh, I don't know. Yeah, maybe. Uh, fuck. Maybe I'll take one of those up for fun. I, I, I don't know. Because, I mean, it's like whether I make one or not, you know, I've, whatever dumb shit's going to happen is going to happen probably. I mean, know? wasn't it like Roger Stone uh, commented on like an Instagram post, the, a PRL Instagram post that he was watching? One I don't night? know if it was Instagram or Twitter, but yeah, apparently Roger Stone watches us. Yeah. So, I mean, and, and that really impressed my parents. <laughs> like, they, they, they seem to think the world of Roger Stone. So mm-hmm. you might have an in, Matt. You, you know, you could talk about mm-hmm. the trials and tribulations of PRL on Facebook and your times, your times in Facebook jail, and uh, yeah. Dude, Donald Trump probably has the best stories of all the presidents. Yeah, like, like just drunken, like porn star stories and shit. Yeah, he'll yeah, tell you. But all he doesn't that. drink, so yeah. But just... I would be drunk. I don't know. And he doesn't need to be. He, he's just honest and crazy. <laughs> I think he's just kind of <laughs> crazy and see now. I'd write, I'd write <laughs> yeah, the letter, yeah. Matt. I'd write the letter. Dude, okay. I do. I mean, are you going to do the letter, dude? I'll help you out. Yeah, I'll help you. Oh, I'll you'll help it. me out with I'll, my letter. I'll write but, it. I'll write it. Oh, no, no. <laughs> I'll write it. We're probably hanging out tonight, dude, after the okay. after hours. I'm yeah, thinking. man, I'll start penning it on the after hours. I, I'm just saying, no. If I'm doing <laughs> one, you're doing one too, dude. Okay. All right. And we can help each other out. But, I mean, it's not just going to be my name, dude. I've never been in Facebook dude, this jail. Re- this Girls. reminds me of the time when uh, apparently Murray Rothbard was like... Uh, egged Carl Hess on to write a letter to the IRS telling him that he thought that they were crooks and to just leave him alone or something. And uh, then after that, the IRS actually checked into Carl Hess. And really? then, yeah, then there was like a 100% lien on his income oh, until like Jesus. the day he died or something. Jesus. Yeah. So So anybody else been in Facebook jail? Dave? No, I've, I've, I've uh, had people block me, but nah, never, that's, never. That's like an everyday occurrence. <laughs> Lee, you ever? I, n- I never have. No. I think because I put my privacy up. So, like, uh, gotcha. most of the people I know, they'll, like, argue with me or block me, but they don't really report me. Pussy. Yeah. Doug, Doug you've uh, been banned at all? No. Not yet? No, not yet. Been, uh, I don't probably. really care what people say, so it's really hard to get me riled up. Doug, you have to get closer to that mic, man. Pretend it's some hot guy's cop. Yeah, dude. I don't. Yeah. <laughs> Let me get a hand on it. Anyway. <laughs> you know, I don't really care what people say, so they don't really get me riled up. I will explain with logic, and I understand that 90% of people don't understand logic, but it's kind of what I speak. So I just give them the facts. They can't accept it. They get upset. I say, hey, look, we don't have to agree. You can just chill out. So, yeah. 
Yeah, I, I don't know, man. Um, so is anybody here going to write a letter? No, I don't. Uh, okay. Yeah. So, I, I mean, it, it's like as much as I'm, because in a way, I'm, I'm like I said, I'm, I'm like against the thing, but at the same time, you know, I like to have fun. You know, and I, I think yeah, it I might don't be think fun. You so, want a bunch of feds coming in. <laughs> yeah. So, and that's that's the paranoia. That's the tin tin foil hat side of me. Yeah. That we're down in Columbia at that strip club. All right. Yeah. <laughs> what are you talking about? You know, remember a few years back when those got those like uh, what are they? Secret Service people got all like in trouble for like going and getting a bunch of prostitutes and stuff down in uh, Colombia. Yeah, yeah, I remember that. Like, yeah, Columbia, I didn't hear South about that. America. Yeah, that was like years ago. No, yeah, yeah, I don't know. That was the Obama administration, I think, right? Yeah, that was yeah. under Obama. It, it probably happens to everyone. They just got caught. It probably happens in the U.S. now. Probably. So it you know, Mar-a-Lago. So I, I think uh, I think the next thing I want to talk about this week is probably Tulsi Gabbard. I love Tulsi. So yeah, she is. Uh, if, if you're listening and you don't know, Tulsi Gabbard is a Democrat. Um, she's uh, trying to become their candidate in uh, 2020. So she's she's going to try to run for president in 2020. And uh, the thing about Tulsi Gabbard that sets her apart from every other Democrat that I know of who's running for president or that I know of, period, it, it's like she's actually, I mean, from what I've seen, she's been consistently anti-war. Yeah, she's definitely a non-interventionist. Yeah, and then um, that is, uh, it, but she's also the candidate who they're, who there and, and who do I mean by they? Uh, the establishment, um, the Military democratic establishment, um, CNN. You know, the, the establishment is, is trying to. Uh, well, Fox News really uh, yeah. like they were saying bad stuff about her. Or yeah, they were oh, arguing really? with her. Saying, it's saying it was very similar. It was like uh, you sucked a mosh or a fucking uh, Assad's dick, right? Yeah. Not, um, not literally Fox but, yeah, News. It was is, very, yeah. Yeah. So yeah. at any rate, um, it, it just seems like, uh, but they're going after her too um, because uh, apparently she said some anti-LGBT things. Well, and now th- this was like uh, in I believe like 2003 when she was like 22 years old. She wasn't even into politics yet. I believe her mom was running for some sort of office. Uh, from what I've read. And uh, and she said something like these extremist homosexual activists, and then uh, and I saw a video clip of somebody on CNN talking about it, and the guy was just like, you know, he acted like she, she just said like the worst thing, you know, because she was against gay marriage in two thousand three, but from what I believe, she I believe she actually came around on gay marriage before Barack Obama and Hillary Clinton. And then in her last six years in politics, she has uh, done no voting that were anti-LGBT. So it seems like to me that they just kind of like dug this stuff up, you know, just to go after her because they're really against her number one issue. Mm-hmm. Man, that's a shocker. The establishment is going to go after the candidate who's anti-war. Yeah, that's and, that's a shocker. And I feel like they're able to get away with it because there are just so many people who just like you know, scroll through the feed and then they just read the headline, but yep. they don't really read into the story. No, not at so all. So it's right now you've got a bunch of Democrats running around thinking like Tulsi Gabbard, she's anti LGBT, you know, and it's not really the case. It's like, you know, she made a statement when she was like a kid, you know, lots of us have said stupid shit since 2003. I said the, it the like insane, today. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. <right? laughs> you know, um, she's actually talking about substantial, like actual issues and they're just discarding her because 
right now the whole democratic field is just fucking identity pollock's clown clown yeah. car and, you know, and that, she's not in she doesn't do that and so that's another reason they don't like her right she actually know. talks about said issues now i, I disagree think, with her economically yeah, and, yeah. Uh, but I, when it comes to anti-interventions when it comes to civil liberties the privacy issue she's i'm all on board with what she has to say yeah i the, think she the does drug war the drug war yeah yeah I think she does the identity thing a little bit, but I almost think she's like just trying extra because of the stuff Matt was talking about. And she doesn't lead with it. It's like way in the background. That's why I like her. She's like her number one issue. Yeah, she's always talking about war. And then uh, if you're listening to this and you want to learn more about Tulsi Gabbard, um, I'd recommend uh, she was just on the Joe Rogan podcast uh, recently, and that was a good lesson. Yeah, I listened like, to it, man. It was pretty good. Um, and and then they led right in with the anti-war stuff. Yeah, it was that, good. that was what I really liked. You know, yeah. Um, like so, I, I mentioned this uh, earlier this week. What I'm thinking about doing at this point, you know, right now in Maryland, I'm actually registered. You know, because Maryland has a closed primary, and a closed primary, you can only vote for. Um, the candidate who's going to be the candidate of your party, right? In an open primary, which some some states have, you can actually vote for. You can just pick any party; it doesn't matter where what you're yeah, registered as, and you can primary. yeah, you can just vote for whoever you like in any party. So, I mean, that just that seems a little more friendly to me. But in Maryland, we have a closed primary, and I am actually still registered Republican from when I wanted to vote for Ron Paul in uh, 2012. So I voted for. You know, I wanted to support him in the uh, the Republican primary, and I never switched because, like, you know, I'm, I don't really, you know, care too much about parties. You know, um, it's you know, I, I guess I was lazy, so I never switched back to Libertarian. And then uh, now I'm actually thinking, since uh, you know, I'm thinking about registering Democrat to vote for Tulsi Gabbard in the Democratic primary. It's I, however, would not vote for her in a general election. Would yeah. that be a I would, strategy I to get I'd, rid of some of the weirdy weirdos? What was that? Would that be like a strategy to get rid of some of the like crazy socialist sides? Now, well, see, that's why I wouldn't vote her in a general election because I mean, I do kind of think she is a crazy socialist. She's all about the like, UBI. Yeah. Like, yeah, that's it, the one thing towards the tail end. She's of that not podcast. really like she's not really quote unquote all about the UBI. Apparently, she's been learning about it recently. She's, uh, yeah, I mean, she kind of interests me like how she's like reading into it and she's learning that's about like how insane, it may or may though. not work. Yeah, I'm not um, sure I'd want a UBI. She's, yeah, she's yeah. All well, I think like, it, it could be degrees. it could be good if like you were Canada. Well, no, like if if you got rid of Social Security and Medicare and Medicaid and just got rid of everything like that and just said, here's the money, you do what you want with it, you're a responsible adult instead of the government coming in and saying... Okay, well, well, here's here's another way to look at it, too. You know, right now we've got crazy orange man's president, right? I mean, and... uh, really how how much power does the president actually have you know he's the president he's not the fucking king of america you know supposed to be so yeah i mean you've got like uh senate and fucking congress you know you've got you've got senate in the house sorry um you know you've got the courts you've got like you know it's like it's not like she's like queen it's not like she's going to determine everything but i mean i would not i don't i don't believe i would vote for her in a general election because 
you know she's uh, one she's uh, not not good on guns at all you know that may be putting yeah. it lightly yeah. and then yeah. for two you know she's into all these like socialist big government programs you know it's you know I, I just see the way the government mismanages uh, the military <laughs> and yeah. it's like you know well, why would I want them to mismanage all these other things that Tulsi Gabbard wants them to look after you know I kind of want to see who the LP is going to throw up because like she knows where Aleppo is you know yeah. what I mean? Like, well, it, it, their track record. I'm not sure. Is that something that we need to know? I mean, not not if you're trying to get out we, of Syria. Do we care? Do I, we I care mean, about Syria now? Like, I don't I know. Mean, it, maybe it's not. been a few years since I've heard <laughs> Syria. Well, they you know? they were in the news just uh, a few months ago because they they defeated the the Muslim extremists there and. Um, Trump said he was going to like pull everyone out like right away, and then, but then like, then they're uh, like, no, they're still the there. Yeah, they're out, still like, there. Yeah, seventy square miles of caliphate. Half the time, I get a feeling like he wants out, but there, there's like pushback. Well, what do you guys think? Like, am I crazy? Or well, that's the one thing about Tulsi Gabbard that's like refreshing is the fact she's calling out like all these neocons that have surrounded yeah. in that um, podcast. So, she was talking about that. Like, you look at Trump. Like, he yeah, he was talking anti-intervention, but then look at the fucking people that he surrounds himself with, it, like yeah, so Bolton yeah. and Pompeo, okay, yeah, Bolton. these like neocons, like this like the worst of the worst. Okay, like, so here's here's the other thing about voting for Tulsi Gabbard in the Democratic primary. Okay, so think about it strategically, okay? So there's going to be no Republican primary, correct? Because Trump's the candidate, right? Well, unless Bill Weld. Bill, Bill Weld is running. <laughs> well, okay. I, no, well, let, me, well, let me say this to clarify. Oh, no, he, he's actually well, it's declared. Happening, it's, it's happening. It's, he's not going to win, yeah, but... Yeah, that's what I meant. Well, yeah, let me say this to clarify. I, I would vote for Tulsi Gabbard over Bill Weld any fucking day, you know? <laughs> so, so that's really, like, it doesn't matter. So there's no Republican primary for me that I would ever be interested in voting in. Mm. And then as far as the Libertarians, they don't even really have a primary like that. You can't go to the primary and vote for a Libertarian candidate. And right now in Maryland, I'm not sure if it's going to change by 2020. I would think that it will. It will but um the libertarian party isn't even recognized right now so i'm thinking no ballot access in so i'm thinking with the the tulsi gabbard primary vote it's uh it's i'm thinking of it more like every time i vote it's more of like a strategy yeah it's more of a vote of dissent though against the system and the system is like we really only have one party with two wings it's the war party right and Tulsi Gabbard is, is like the only person on that stage who was actually mm-hmm. um, touting a great message on uh, anti-war. And that's my number one issue as well, as, as she makes it hers. So, you know, um, you know, why not like throw some uh, support behind that? I see no right? problem with that in the primary because like all the stuff I don't like about her, almost everybody is the same on the Democrat side. Yeah, I don't true. really see like all the stuff I don't like about her. I don't really see anyone that stands out that's different. Yeah, and in uh, Maryland too, it's you know the Democrats going to win anyways. Yeah, so it's like, like there's really not not much of a point in voting in uh, any other primary anyways. Really, D- Delaware's a little bit closer because there's all the conservatives in the south. Yeah, in the south southern Delaware. That's it true. keeps it keeps uh, keeps purple. Delaware. Or, uh, yeah, purple. It's uh, it keeps Delaware from getting uh, too uh, too blue. Yeah. Well, their cities aren't that big either, so that's one of the big things with the liberals is they congregate in cities. And when your cities don't grow to, like, 20 million people and your state has, like, a million. Yeah. yeah. So so does anybody here think there's a con to voting for Tulsi Gabbard in the Maryland Democratic primary? I don't. I, I, I don't. can't <laughs> vote in the primaries. I'm not allowed. D- Dave, do you know that it's in Delaware, if you... 
aren't re- is there a benefit to registering libertarian like ballot access or anything like that do you know um yeah the there's laws i don't remember the exact laws but you have to have like a certain percentage of the voting populace be registered registered to get um automatic ballot access okay. it's it's pretty low but it's like a yeah. tenth of a percent so it's and not signature so, based in delaware it's just oh like we, we, we have registration we have party yeah if you have enough people registered as libertarians then you don't have to so that you've get, had ballot access yeah we, we've oh, had okay. ballot access. we always have running. yeah, yeah I think, in fact i'm probably going to be running for congress uh, in 2020 oh nice man you I heard it here first like, on the cast, dude. Why didn't you tell me that beforehand? We we, we oh. now, I mean, now that you've told me, I mean, we've got to talk about it. You know? Oh, okay. You, you got to pump sure. this shit, dude. Yeah. Dude, Alex, he can be your your hype man. He can be yeah. a fly girl, dude. <laughs> <laughs> Alexis, You're, so heard it here first. So and may, maybe yeah. um, um, Arvin can uh, come up to Delaware. Okay. And, yeah, uh, yeah. It's a possibility, yeah, man. Stump for me. Yeah. Just but, uh, um, you know. Who's currently? There's one congressman, right? Congress. Yeah, there's only one uh, House of Representatives. Who's the Who's the current? Um, I I forget. I was um. He's he or she's forgettable. So, dude, yeah, dude, it's, has, a, it's a Democrat. It it's always been a Democrat. Dude, here's what you do, okay? Yeah. You, okay, so you have Arbin coming to Delaware, right? Mm-hmm. And you set up like a uh, like a, a pep rally at the middle school, dude, and then you get Arvin to talk about age of consent. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I don't think you should no, do don't that. do that. That's a horrible idea. <laughs> a horrible no, I, idea. I, I've, I've heard him on the podcast. No, but I mean, that's dude, a bad idea. I think Arvin's fucking awesome. Like, it, like Arvin. at this point, at this point, you know, Arvin is uh, out of all the Libertarian Party candidates. He's he's my choice for president. I I, I can't see a better option so far out of uh, anybody that's been given. Unless Justin Amash. I even told Arvin that I'm like if Justin Amash steps in you know then I'm gonna have to consider things you know because I think but, Justin Amash is pretty cool too and he does have that uh, congressional congressional clout you know Wait, but, he, but he wouldn't uh, run as a libertarian I mean well I mean that's like a rumor, it, that, that's a rumor that I've seen people talking about he, he said he wouldn't count it out is Arvin petitioning Ar- yeah, Arvin's running for president. Oh, really? He he um he wanted to come up to to Delaware and talk. I was I wasn't at the state convention, so you I don't, don't know. You don't sound too happy about that, Douglas. I don't pay a whole lot of attention to Arvin, although I think he's a very nice person and I respect his opinions. I don't always agree with most of them. I don't agree with everything, like, but okay, I agree uh, with a what lot. What don't you agree with, Doug? Uh, I can't remember all of them. But I definitely don't agree with his uh, age, age statutory age limits stuff. Well, yeah, I mean, that's that's the one thing I wouldn't agree of, with him on either. That kind of puts okay. Me well, on well, edge. well, I mean, let, let's look at what Arvin's actually said, and not what, and and not what people say of him. You know, okay. yeah. Look, at, I mean, like for instance, if you're really curious, you could listen to uh, last week's episode of the podcast. He was on, and he talked. He spoke a little bit about age of consent, and he said the same thing that he always says. You know, he's not for pedos. You know, he he finds it uh, repulsive. He just doesn't want the the government handling it, just like he doesn't want the government handling drugs, guns, like anything really. Oh yeah, I think that parents should be able to handle it and. I think that you know. Okay, I, so I mean, you're telling you're telling me that you agree with Arvin, then? No. <laughs> well, I mean, uh, that's I what that's what that's what you're telling me. That that's what I'm hearing from that. You know. I think that there's a social acceptance of, you know, a certain age limit. 
I mean, I definitely wouldn't want like an well, yeah, eighteen-year-old dude going around like a bunch of thirteen-year-olds. That would be kind of weird. Yeah, but I mean, there's also a social acceptance of like a fifteen-year-old kid, you know, banging like uh, a girl who's like five years older. You know what I mean? It, it's would, like, no, and then what? well, I'm, I'm just saying there's more of an acceptance of that than there is uh, an acceptance of uh, a fifteen-year-old girl losing her virginity to somebody who's like five years older. You know what I mean? Like people are more like it seems like people are just less protective of their male children of, you know, like their 15 year old son of going out and getting laid as opposed to their daughter. Correct. It depends on which child is the aggressor. Equally. No. uh, Okay. Okay. So we're not talking about your opinion. We're just talking about the socialist acceptance. Well, no, I'm not saying socialist. I said social. No, I, I know we're talking about the social acceptance. So, I mean, don't you think there are different standards for girls than there are for boys? And it's just, I'm not saying it's right or it's wrong. I'm just saying it's the way that it is. There possibly is. Well, there, there totally is, and especially in that you know a promiscuous, a promiscuous, a promiscuous woman is someone. is oftenly called a slut. You know, a promiscuous boy is just oh, boys will be boys. No, yeah. I've known boys who've been called sluts before. I'm not saying it's never happened, but I'm saying I'm just talking about social norms, dude. Well, I mean, I'm not opposed to the current status of that topic because it's kind of controversial and well i I guess maybe like okay okay you're right you're absolutely right it is controversial and that's why arvin's speaking about it um and and i think better things to speak about than age of consent i mean yeah we're not getting noticed like the libertarian party is not getting noticed yeah but sometimes you don't want to get noticed by that matt okay that's what okay doug's kind of come like no but if we talked more about look like yeah if if we if we talk street talking to ron paul was the only one about gay marriage in 2008 and 2012 yeah and he was like the only one about drug yeah and no one it's a democrat issue both of them yeah, and then if the libertarians were talking about the the drug war, you know, back in the seventies and eighties, when, when 70s, we were actually against it, you know, the first libertarian presidential candidate was a gay male. That was well, exactly, you know, so. we, we were a lot more hardcore. I, I feel, um, you know, and if we talked about if we talked about the drug war consistently the entire time, it would be like, oh, libertarians did this, you know. We can change the conversation talking about these things, and it's really fucked up that you know, like a seventeen year old can send a dick pic. And and then a few months later, he turns 18 and he has it on his phone. And then he can go to jail for, like, uh, child well, pornography. That's, that's really... That's, yeah. I mean, it, it's, it's crazy, as an adult. Dude. It's crazy, dude. There and need to be limits to what... Yeah. Okay, well, how yeah. do we make these limits? We've got to talk about it. Do we have yeah, to talk we, about it in, in a way that could potentially be negative to yeah. our to our movement, to our, you know... Because, you know, people from, let's say, the ultra-conservative Christian right and the, the left, they're, they're going to just be like, what the fuck are these guys talking about? <laughs> yeah. What's <laughs> going on? I can, I can like, see where... Are they really... Are they really... They're not going to think deeply into it. They're not going to listen to us after we start the conversation with that yeah. topic. They're just going to, like, glaze over and be Matt, like... Matt, I think it's, like, not perfect. a good... It's not a good lead-in issue to libertarianism. Like, age of consent laws are not really, like, <laughs> a hot-button, like, issue that boobus Americana... Like, you know what I mean? People that are so ingrained by these two political parties that might be questioning, like, you know what? I'm sick of voting fucking Republicans and Democrats. What do these libertarians have to offer? And you're like, hi, I'm running for U.S. president. 
I I think that age of consent law should be changed. Like, <laughs> it's like it, it. I get where Doug's coming from. It's like there's so many other issues. Like for example, the other day there was this kid out selling uh, selling um, like water ice, and you know, and it was like really good. And I got I I gave him like it was like two bucks a pop. A little kid, like he was probably like you know ten years old, like learning how to be an entrepreneur, and his mom was there. And I was like, oh, and I just kind of fucking sarcastically said, like, oh, is this, you know, is your son licensed and, you know, like <laughs> oh, licensed? God. And Jesus is like, yeah, this, Jesus like, yeah, right. And uh, she joked around. She's like, oh, is that just your white boy talk? And I'm like, no, I'm just joking around. She's like, I know, right? She's like, I'm just kidding. And uh, she said, um, I said, yeah, but you know what I'm coming from? Like, you know, you see these kids' lemonade stands or whatever getting shut down. Um, and she's like, I know, right? That's ridiculous. But she's like, so I didn't want any trouble. So she's like, I went to Baltimore City and, you know, did what I had to do so I wouldn't get locked up for some of this bullshit. And, like, so there's, like, a better lead-in for someone. Did she do, someone. like, a, a Forrest Gump mom thing? Or what did she do? What's up? Oh, shit. What, what did she have to do? No. Oh, I, <laughs> no, no. But I, I don't know. Maybe, maybe she had to, like, I don't know, maybe, like, a vendor license or whatever the case may be. But what I'm getting at, like, that's a better lead-in to grow a movement that people that are probably apolitical or not involved or they are like questioning maybe their two establishment parties and thinking voting libertarian like that's a better way of bringing people in like you know because i was like yeah in a free society you shouldn't have to fucking get a license for your kid to sit out here and sell fucking water ice on the street or to grow your own weed or, or grow exactly like these there's better lead-ins i think than i, th- I guess that's where you're coming, right yeah, like that's a better much, it's like yeah. a better like to grow Sometimes a movement i execute my thoughts badly or maybe it's bad publicity is good publicity and yeah, bad publicity is better than no publicity at all, which is what we've been getting. Yeah, but at the same time, and then token, one thing when you when you look at Arvin, one thing that Arvin is sure to do is to deliver a clear message, and he's going to talk about whatever the fuck he wants. Oh, he's to talk an excellent about. speaker. Yeah. yeah, he directs the conversation. Yeah. It might go a little over the head of just well, not maybe over the head, but I think it's kind of like okay. So who would you who would you choose over Arvin out of everybody you know that's running? I mean, I don't I don't know. That's the thing. There's really no candidate out there that I really partic- I mean. Amash is rumored. We could get into because I know you wanted to talk about that next, like the the tweets about the impeachment. But I mean, Amash. But whether or not I don't know, is he enough to to articulate the message? I'm basically looking at like 2012 was a lost opportunity to actually run a consistent principle candidate. 2012, dude. It's 20, 2020. No, dude. no, no. 2016. 2016 was a lost opportunity. With, yes, it was. And we talked about that at length many times on the podcast. But you need someone to actually talk about the core issues, bringing people in. Like, if you had someone that could articulate all the main points of libertarianism, like a Ron Paul, and bring people more in the fold, then, yeah, that's the type of candidate we need, not, like, really getting in the weeds of minor issues. I mean, I'm glad he's willing to talk about it, but sometimes, like I said, like, and I think what Doug's trying to – it's not a good lead-in. It's not a good, like, bringing people into the liberty movement, you know, like talking about age of consent laws. It's kind of like, you know, that's some, like – like even amongst libertarians i don't think that's a really good like i don't yeah, know for me then, like, yeah a lot of people seem to feel that way um it's I mean, maybe it maybe it's not the best tact um yeah that's that's kind of where i'm coming from i, don't I mean if you're going for shock value i mean then the, it's shock, got the value. shock value but is that like really what we should be focusing on is more of like the things that are affecting people day day-to-day life like fucking taxation is theft license uh, licenses are barriers to entry foreign policy uh you know Maybe, maybe he should talk civil about liberties, something gun rights. else. Maybe he should talk about UBI version two, basically dropping everybody's tax rates by ten percent, yeah. except for you know, 
You know, drop the middle class by ten yeah, percent. Yeah. That'd the, be a great UBI. Take the big issues that they're pushing. But then the Democrats would be like shock value. Like, oh my God, they want to lower the taxes instead of just give us money. Doug Stanley, what do you like better, UBI or HBI? HBI. What the fuck is that? Yeah, what is that? Yeah, what is HBI? Hot beef injection, bro. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> I think. Uh, I think I'll take neither. <laughs> so the uh, you wanted to talk about the Amash tweets, Matt? About like what about uh, universal hot beef. Yeah. So uh, so Amash, I, I saw this uh, article came up last night. It was a CNN article, I believe. Um, Amash is is talking about impeaching Donald Trump. And he's uh, you know, like, he, I believe he, uh, I believe according to CNN, he's the first Republican who's uh, brought mm-hmm. it up. Yeah. This uh, I just peruse this new york times article and i guess yeah he's the first republican he i guess went over the uh Mueller report uh the redacted version and i guess he he is saying that there are high crimes uh that are that are uh potentially impeachable uh, but i guess trump tweeted out that he's a loser you know <laughs> <laughs> you know what you know what gets me is like i shared that article right in a couple places mm-hmm. and uh you know i got comments from people who i know to identify as libertarian you know some one dude called him an ass wipe <laughs> you know and then yeah. uh you know people are just like you know just like really uh ragging on a mosh for that Dude, the and Trump it's like, arrangement syndrome and, is... And I'm just like, wow, haven't you paid attention to uh, Amash for years? I mean, he seems to be like the coolest, most principled, most libertarian member of uh, Congress, possibly. Yeah, him yeah. and Massey. Yeah, Massey. Are, I like Massey. Thomas Massey. They're yeah. very consistent. Probably the most consistent. Yeah, it, think, and like it kind of blows my mind that people are siding with uh, Donnie over uh, right. Amash. I got a There's question, some though. people, though, that, that some libertarians that seem to think that Trump is libertarian, or he's the most libertarianish president, and it's like he's terrible. No, yeah, yeah. he's he's you know he's a big big government authoritarian, you know, and super authoritarian. I mean, he talks like oh we'll get out we'll get out of wars, but then he never does it, and you know I I knew you know I could see going in he was he just. He likes to talk and he likes to run his mouth, but he wouldn't be able to get anything done because he's pissed off too many people and he's toxic and, yeah. and no people, one will work with him. People talk about like, oh, wow, the tax he tax reform. I'm like, I filed my taxes this year. I didn't see any fucking difference. If anything, I fucking owed this year. I you paid. Know what I, mean? I paid a whole lot more this fuck year. Yeah, yeah. Like, I got yeah. Like, um, these people that are like, oh, he passed. I got tax. screwed. I'm the middle class. Yeah, I got screwed. Yeah, like you know, I, I would I would venture to guess that the economy is really feeling this right now. But you know, I talk to a lot of Trump supporters, and they just keep telling me about the how the economy is like going up. Like, what is the truth, Douglas Stanley? I had to pay more in taxes, which encourages me to do more things and go even further off the grid and everything. So I don't have to pay more taxes. Word. So you know, I you know, I'll power my house through solar and batteries. I don't care. I don't want to pay power on my elect- or taxes on my electric bill. I don't want to pay taxes on my uh, my fuel. But I I do understand that we should at least contribute to the roads being paved, but only <laughs> if they actually get paved, because they <laughs> don't. <laughs> In many of our major cities, you got just roads that are just like craters that, like you know. So you're a roads guy. Asteroids well, roads? fell into. 
No, it's just no. the theft of money for gas taxes and everything, and then they just blow it and they don't do anything really. That's what the government or they don't always do does. Anything that's noticeable, or they'll pave a, a road in a like rural farm country, but the whole city will be crumbling. It's like the more they charge in gas tax, the worse the roads are. The more yeah. the government. You know, the more money you pay in, the less they do. And it's a strategy. You got to think about it. Yeah, it's a strategy because it's like, like, oh, well, you didn't pay us enough. If the roads were not crumbling, then we would would have all the money we needed. So we need more. You need to pay more because the roads are so bad we can't keep up. Taxes are insane. Like, that's the thing. Like, these fucking far right wing nuts are like, oh, Trump's doing so great. The tax. I'm like, what the The, fuck are you talking about? They have no clue. They're not even looking at anything. You got to start looking local level and then look up federal level doesn't mean shit. Exactly. To yeah. people in the states, yeah. I think that's all still the bubble growing, but I don't think he has much say except for that he claimed ownership of it. So if it crashes during him, like that's on him too. But I don't think he really has like a say in the government being good or bad. No. I got a question about this Amash thing now. Like, is he saying anything different than Democrats about impeachment? Because I've heard libertarians like for months say that, and I me t- included that the Mueller investigation was full of shit and now all of a sudden Amash is like well we we can impeach him because of the Mueller investigation and then libertarians are like yeah so I just is he actually saying anything different or do we just like it because it's Amash yeah or like well I mean th- you can you can impeach the president for anything and, and so I mean you know an impeachable offense is whatever Congress says it is and and so if you know, if you want to, I mean, they impeached one guy for getting drunk and okay. being drunk yeah. in public. So, and I mean, he didn't, he didn't get, um, he was, it was actually a judge and he didn't get kicked off the bench or anything. I was about to say, but, wasn't that a Maryland politician got caught driving drunk in Anne Arundel County and they kicked him out or something? Oh no, this, no, this no, is like no. back in 18, the oh, 1800s, they oh, impeached no, they, a judge and we had a Maryland he, politician who got caught driving drunk and uh, he gets out and he says that a cop. You know I am. You know I am. Like, then no. they kicked him off of like Anne Arundel County Council or some shit. That's. <laughs> I don't. I mean, he seems to be a, a strict constitutionalist. Which but, one? Um, Amash. Justin Amash. Yeah. So you know, well, I would Judge imagine. Napolitano, didn't Judge uh, Napolitano come out as well? And say he, that they, he did. You know, yeah. Yeah. It. So I mean, well, another strict at, constitutionalist. Yeah. Yeah. So and. In that article, they're saying the 448 page, like the redacted version. So God knows, you know what I mean? Like what true, true. we, the public, are reading and what they're privy to or what they Technically, see. we should be reading everything. The, exactly. There should they be shouldn't be hiding things from the people exactly. who they work for. We are the boss. Exactly. I mean, we should be able to see it. As long as, uh, you know, they're not going to make it public to the world for, <laughs> like, dictators in cuba and venezuela to see it but yeah honestly like i don't know lee i haven't really looked yeah. into the whole report i mean it's just all just political yeah. theater like i don't have time in the day to like mm-hmm. really you know i just want to play devil's advocate and say no, because legit. yeah because uh yeah who knows but i mean the fact that you know you have two judge napolitano and justin amash two i would consider very principled individuals mm-hmm. and it might be something to it all right, so we're running over. I'm going to take this on to the after hours. So uh, I'd like to remind everybody, we have T-shirts over at LibertarianCountry.com. If you type in the code PRL or the code PRL podcast, you will receive a 10% discount. And we also accept articles over at the thedailyliberator.com. So hit us up over there if you have something to say. Until next time, live free or die.
free with the blood that is shed Stretching the flags of the tax bombs and bread Poisons by a few at the expense of the many Soldiers and gods and their machines You can't justify killing by economic gain For God, country, and democracy You can put freedom in death boy in a fine land To support the truth that bring them home Not aggression principle, the violence of the state becomes absolute!